Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is John Silver, lead recruiter of The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite. Welcome to the 146th episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Summers and I am the host of this lovely show and my NCAA tournament bracket has officially been killed off. I mean, it was dead two weeks ago, pretty much. Uh, and when I say two weeks, I mean, yes, even before the tournament started because it was dead on arrival. Uh, with Arizona being eliminated, the, eliminated though, it's fully dead. Joining with me, as always, though, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr. My man, how you doing? I am doing well. Um, it's funny, as I grew up a North Carolina fan, uh, speaking of NCAA, and there is no way in hell that I thought I would ever be rooting for Duke. And, Damn. you know, I've known Duke. I've been a, a North Carolina fan most of my life, and I've rooted against Duke. But... If anyone, anyone deserves to go out with a chip, anybody deserves to go out with a ring, it's Coach K. Uh, he's been he's coached in five different decades. Uh, I I think he's the goat. I mean, other than you know John Wooden, 
but John Wood just did it on a level that I don't, you know, just ridiculous level. Uh, but yeah, goat. He's on that goat level, goat tier. So I yeah. would like to see him go out with a ring if he can. So shout it's out. Duke's. It's Duke's to lose at this point. I mean, like you got Kansas as the only one seed left at the time of this recording. So I mean, like it's Duke's to lose. Yeah, and it's like. When you have some players, you know, some teams, you know, like you say there's no tomorrow, but yeah, more than likely there's a tomorrow. You know, you're going to get a chance to play. Duke, he can coach to the fact that there there really is no tomorrow. He's not coaching anymore. When they, they go down and they lose the game, he's done. If they went out, he's done. So. The only team that has nothing. The only team that has nothing to lose at this point right now is literally St. Peter's. I still can't believe that they're even in this competition. Yes, I am uh, excited for North Carolina and UCLA tomorrow. So I will- that will be a good game. Yes. but off, but off of the NCAA tournament talk. I mean, that's been my entire fucking work week pretty much uh we got to get into uh this episode of all things elite thank you guys so much for joining us we've got a lot to talk about with aw dynamite from this week as well as the very late very 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 late episode of rampage that aired last week because of the ncaa tournament literally coming on at 11 30 at night where tv shows go to die in time slots but we will go through all of that coming up on this episode but before we get into the entire thing We need to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. You can leave a rating and a review. You can also leave a donation through our podcast provider, Red Circle, if you are so inclined. The easiest way, though, to support us is by following us on social media. On Twitter, we are at ATElitePod. At Social Suplex are the guys that make this show possible. Please check out all of their shows that they have on their network. You will not be disappointed. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And also, this is just a personal thing, but my good friend Jared O'Brien, he just dropped his first album, and I want to say like seven years. Uh, It's called Detour. His name on Twitter is at Lil G Music. So that's L-I-L-G music. Uh, he will pop up. There's just a picture of him covering his face if you're looking for him. He dropped his album Detour. It's a banger. It just dropped literally like 40 minutes ago as we're recording this. Please support my guy. I'm doing this just out of, out of courtesy. That's my guy. He's my bro. So we shout out Rich Lada and all that too, um, who does great music too. And he's out there killing it for doing stuff with AEW as well. But my boy Jared is also doing music stuff, so I wanted to shout him out too. But getting into AEW, the big news of the week is that we have announcement of multiple AEW talent who will be appearing at this year's WrestleCon. Now, I've been to WrestleCon before. It's a lovely time, and um, I'm glad to see that the AEW talent is getting there and going to be able to make appearances for people to go meet and get autographs and have photo ops and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, the reason I put that in as the big news of the week is because – if you knew about this three months ago, the Gun Club was announced for WrestleCon, or four months ago, the Gun Club was announced for WrestleCon, and then they were removed. And WrestleCon was like, well, I don't think AEW wants their talent there, so we're going to wait to, we're going to take them down, wait to announce them, but they were they will be here, right? And they did it, and it was really weird. So you didn't know if they were going to have AEW talent on this year's show, but they were able to announce... Um, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, um, Christian, 
And then uh, William Regal got announced today to new to AEW. I imagine he booked that maybe before uh, he signed with AEW. Arn Anderson's always been on there, but he's not like on the, I guess, I don't know. He's with AEW. Arn Anderson's been on there for a while. So, and I believe Tully's on there also. So, uh, we got some AEW people. I imagine they're going to announce a couple more. I will definitely, uh, you know, we'll definitely keep you updated as they announce it. Oh yeah, Jake Roberts is on there, but I haven't seen him on. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. him on there in a while, so I don't. Yeah, know. I will also add too. One of the big, big news of the week as well is that we have the winners of the 2022 AEW Awards. You want me to go through those? Dude, I didn't. I meant to put them on there and completely slipped my mind. So if you perfect, have them, go for I it. have them pulled up right here. I'm on. I'm on it. And so I can go through and I'll run through all the categories and who won the categories for the AEW Awards for 2022. Biggest surprise goes to Adam Cole and Brian Danielson's debut from All Out 2022, as it should. Best moment on the mic: CM Punk's return from from the first dance of AEW Rampage. Also, well deserved. Biggest WTF moment was the New Year's Eve street fight match. Love the shout-out to that match. The biggest beatdown went to Hangman Adam Page going 60 minutes with Brian Danielson, which was also huge. Biggest best Twitter follow goes to Nyla Rose. Uh, bit of a curveball there, but it was cool to see her get that do, award. Do you follow her on Twitter? I do follow her on Twitter. She She's wonderful. hilarious on Twitter. Wonderful. She does it in a way that's never, like, too far. No, I mean, she gets as close to that line as uh, she gets. You want you want to cross the line? You go to MJF's Twitter, which yeah, I mean, he was nominated, uh, but he didn't win. No, no, uh, Ny- Nyla dances on the line. She dances on the line. She gives the beast bomb uh, to the line, but she doesn't ever cross it. So she is excellent at Twitter. And there's not many people I would say that about. She is excellent at Twitter. Yeah. Best high flyer went to Dante Martin. Probably well deserved as well. Shout out to Riho for also getting a nominee. I like that. Best AEW fashion moment went to Dr. Britt Baker DMD's Britsburg jacket. So to my friend Mackenzie, who is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, uh, she loves Britt Baker on first sight from seeing that jacket. Best tag team brawl went to the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros in a steel cage match at All Out 2022. Also an outstanding match. One of my best matches of the year last year. Best mic duel, MJF and CM Punk on Thanksgiving Eve. The first bit of mic work we got in this feud. Well deserved. Best The breakout male star went to Sammy Guevara. Breakout female star went to Jade Cargill. And the wrestler of the year, with Brian Danielson nominated, went to Kenny Omega. So there you go. Even while he's out recovering and rehabbing, he still wins the wrestler of the year for being the AEW world champion for the time that he was up until full gear. Yeah, solid list. Uh, the what the F moment. It was. I was a little shocked uh, that that was the moment because it was just like, I mean, MJF beat CM Punk twice in one night. How is that not the biggest? That uh, doesn't count. Doesn't count. You can't. You can't have. Uh, you can't have that be a WTF moment when it's literally like there's an asterisk next to it. So twice. like can't twice can't have it. Night. It's an asterisk. It twice doesn't exist. His record only shows one loss, dude. His yeah, record it, only shows one. It only shows one loss. It only yeah. shows one loss. That is correct. So uh, I yeah. can I can say he beat him once, but like listen, didn't beat him twice. Twice. 
in one night. It was the biggest shocking moment. No, it uh, wasn't. To me. Uh, but, to, you know, to me. To, that was a shocker to me. Not to everybody else, though. Not to the, not to the smart people in the room. No, not to the uh, <laughs> voters that don't know how to vote well. But I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate all the rest of the votes. We're shutting this man up because I'm literally starting our Dynamite review with my boy CM Punk. And it's with his boy, Dax Harwood. The match for Brett the Hitman Hart's love. That's literally what this match is. Uh, AEW Dynamite, though, from this episode of uh, from this episode was taking place in Austin, Texas, at uh, Cedar Park, Texas, actually, more to be exact. And the match itself was CM Punk versus FTR, FTR's Dax Harwood, to kick off the show. And goddamn, if this wasn't just pro wrestling incarnate, Dax again as a singles wrestler can show that he can go even outside of tag team wrestling the crowd was hot for this all behind cm punk in this match even got the gun club off to the side just running their mouth and wouldn't shut up the ass boys themselves and got the got a great chant there it was just really great tag team wrestling and again the the work of dax constantly trying to get the sharpshooter in i thought was outstanding and eventually getting it in but despite the fact that cost him as cm punk was able to transition into an anaconda vice for a second time which forced him to tap out uh, the match is just, again, really great pro wrestling between two great pro wrestlers. Maybe not story. Like I said, the real only story is the fact is, like, who loves Brett the Hitman Hart more? Which, again, the subtweeting on Twitter is outstanding. Most of the audience does not even know that. Uh, most of the audience didn't even know that that was a story. Uh, Dax Harwood with the best executed sharpshooter since Brett the Hitman Hart. Because when he does it, it is a sharpshooter. Not a Scorpion Deathlock, which we saw later in the night. But, yeah, this match was so well. It was just so intense. Uh, the superplex off the top. Uh, CM Punk, uh, the go-to-sleep uh, go reversal. Uh, CM Punk is uh, had some uh, nice headlock takeovers. It was just stuff you don't really see a lot. And it, it's, it was the anniversary of Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at uh, WrestleMania 14. 13, 13, 13, 13, excuse me, I almost said the wrong number, uh, WrestleMania 13, so it was a great t- to them to do an ode to Brett, uh, I just want to throw this out there to everybody, I've seen your art, and I've seen your, oh, you, you know, your Brett FTR heart, art, that is wonderful, I applaud you, I want FTR to get as much love as possible, but remember, I did it first, <laughs> me. Who was at the ground floor? I I did it. It me. Me. I was I was the one that had the commission. Everyone else is a copycat at this point. And it's cool. It's cool. Keep copying. Hey, the more you talk about FTR and the wonderfulness, which is Dax and Cash, and the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Bret Hart, the happier I am. But I have to remind you, because that's who I am, that I was first. There you go. (laughs) Well, we'll move quickly over to the eight-man tornado tag match between Sting, Darby Allin, and the Hardys, Jeff and Matt Hardy, taking on uh, Andrade's uh, family office, the Butcher and the Blade, and Private Party. No disqualification, anything goes, so everyone was all the fuck over the place, absolute craziness. So the match basically built of like everybody beating each other up and moving off to the side and getting to their spots that they were getting to. We had Matt Hardy literally get double side effected, double side effect by the uh, the by private party 
off of the stage through multiple tables, which is an awesome spot. But then we build to the spot with Jeff, where Darby Allen and Sting help set up the Butcher and the Blade up on the tables and then proceed to also fucking why did darby get thrown down another flight of stairs can we stop throwing my guy downstairs it like i don't like i don't like seeing him fall downstairs like that can we stop doing that i'm just asking nicely uh, but eventually the butcher and the blade though get set up on to multiple tables jeff hardy grabs a ladder in the concourse and it's all taking over by the merchandise table and he climbs off uh, up to the ladder onto like the railing of the building itself and then proceeds to swanton bomb off of it through two tables and through Butcher and the Blade, we we were like a couple weeks into Jeff Hardy being in AEW, and all of a sudden this man's already jumping off a fucking giant ass shit. It's outstanding, but eventually the match got back in with Sting came back to the ring with the Private Party, and Ca- Isaiah Cassidy tried to hit Sting with a steel chair, didn't really work, and he got fired up with it. Multiple Stinger splashes into the corner. They tried eventually to get uh, the gin and juice, but um. He caught him in midair, and then Matt Hardy had uh, Mark Quinn uh, tied up as well. Scorpion death drop and uh, twist of fate at the same time. That is the win to pin Private Party and win the match. The baby faces go over. Um, again, I know my boy isn't a huge Jeff Hardy fan, but I mean, like, the people fucking are so happy they are here. Like, the pop they got was outstanding, and they did the typical Hardy Bros stuff that you expect. And Matt and Jeff, I mean, Jeff fucking came back, came out and did that like less than a month into his time in AEW. So, I mean, he's he already knows what he's trying to do here. And I, I'm all for it, dude. Jeff's outstanding. I love Jeff. Matt's killing it. I love Darby and Sting. And I honestly, seeing Andrade run the, uh, the family office group fits way more than Matt. Big money Matt, I get it. Like, it's the gimmick he's used to do, but I mean, like, just, it fits more with Andrade at this point. It really does. Yes. um, I'm done. I'm done with, I got my, I got my Jeff Hardy anger out two weeks ago, so I have, I have no more negative. If I'm going to say we're the proclivity of positivity, which is the title I gave this show, what am I like if I keep harping on something? Uh, I thought this match was a great I think this might go down as one of the first, the best two match. Actually, I think with the third match, the best three match start to a dynamite ever. This match was amazing. Darby Allen was great. They do this great job in AEW of having an eight-man match. And somehow in the match, everyone is spotlighted and everyone's featured. Big yeah. Butch, Big Butch looked like a monster in this match, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what they got a plan for him going forward. But it's, it's really putting over his size and the shape that he's got into seems to be a focus going forward. So I'm looking forward to what's going on with that. Uh, Isaiah might be one of the best sellers in wrestling. I'm thinking that's getting lost on people. I literally was going to tweet that, but I saved it for the show. That dude sells out of his mind. For everybody, there, yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like Fuego level selling because I think Fuego is like the best seller. You know, like Fuego looks like he's getting killed in every match, but Isaiah Cassidy, dude, he does everything so well. Uh, the big spots, how they did it. Sting got his spot. Jeff got his spot. Matt took a spot, so the private party, private private party got theirs. Uh, you know, we got the, uh, you know, the move at the end. Shout out to Sting. 
He's 63. He's trying. I'm not going to give him crap for that uh, that problem at the end of the match. I don't know if it was his fault. Don't know it. I just felt like they flipped and he caught the Scorpion Death Drop and they dropped. I feel like let him go, kick him a few times, bring him back up, put him in the Scorpion Death Drop at that position, and then drop it at the same time. Matt's doing his move, trying to both get up at the same time. After the timing's going to be weird, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it, it felt rushed. It felt like they panicked a little bit. Again, Sting knows way more about wrestling. Everybody that wrestles knows more about wrestling than me. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But from an audience perspective, a viewer perspective, it just seems like stop, mm-hmm. kick them, pick them up, get them back in the Scorpion Death Drop position and get it. Because what you were going for obviously didn't happen. It sucks. But I, I'm gonna, I am like a little stinker, like four or five years old, rooting for Sting. I am a little stinker. So if anybody can get away with something like that and not receive any flack from me, it's gonna be 63 year old Sting. Because the right. fact that he is 63 and he is still doing this, still putting his body on the line, still jumping off shit. I tip my hat to him. The idea that Terry Funk was doing this like in his 70s, like late 60s, 70s, I'm like, dude, I'm 40. Ask me to walk like two miles. I'm (laughs) down for two days. I am 23 years younger than this man, and I couldn't do half of what he does. I want that to be clear. I will never disparage the name of Sting. But if you're like first time viewing, someone that doesn't view all the time, that was a rough spot. That's just me being honest. Yeah, it was. I mean, again, I, I, I thought for a second he was like trying to like scorpion choke him out a little bit, but then like yeah, I could it see him like try to struggle sleeper. to get him up. Yeah. It looked like a dragon sleeper, and I was like, oh shit, maybe he'll turn that in. Maybe he decided instead of just doing the scorpion death drop, he's just gonna do dragon sleeper. And then I'm like, oh, he's trying to get up. I'm like, okay. And again, it, it didn't bother me, but I can see why it was like, yeah, it took him a bit. But like again, yes, like he said, motherfucker is in his sixties. Like we can we can let that slide. Um. But moving on, then we had the backstage segment with FTR where basically they because they were staring down the ass boys and said Gun Club hasn't earned their respects. And I think it was Dax himself that said, I'm going to call you Billy's sons, like just Billy's kids. Like you're not I'm not calling you by your tag team name, not even the ass boys, because at this point, you're just you're just trying to use that to get yourself publicity. I I, I don't I don't know if you noticed this, Austin. I I mean, the promo was the promo was amazing. Did you see uh, how that backlight was lit? What color it was? No, I did not. The backlight was pink. <laughs> they are not being subtle with it. They're, They're not. not. They are not. The, it, it was straight backlighting pink, and I was like, oh, my God. These dudes are, yeah. It's like it, it, they did it with Punk, you know, where they're just like, we're just going to kind of give you hints, but we're never going to say what it is. Right. So they've never promised Bret Hart's going to be there. But you feel like Bret Hart's going to be there. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like it. Yeah. Uh, we'll move over to the next match, though. The Varsity Blondes facing off against John Moxley and Brian Danielson with William Regal in tow as well. Uh, poor Varsity Blondes. I mean, like, you, you got Julia Hart not even watching your match. Like, I mean, she'd be watching it with one eye, but she's just sitting on the steel, cha- steel steps and literally just... Looking off into space, just doesn't doesn't really give a fuck anymore. Um, I know we're still building into what exactly is going to be the case with her since she got sprayed with the mist by uh, Alice by Mal- Malachi Black. 
Um, but regardless, like I feel like they were. I mean, I know they were definitely teasing bits of it uh, more so on Dark and stuff like that. But even on Dynamite, uh, you hadn't seen much of her like development of her attitude for the most part for like about a month. I want to say. Um, so it's nice to see that at least that they reminded you like, hey, like remember she's being different since she got hit with the mist. Um, Moxley and Danielson beat the shit out of them. They just kicked in the the spot where they were just where Moxley was elbowing one varsity blonde and then Danielson was kicking the head in of another varsity blonde. So good, just so so good. And eventually, um, uh, paradigm shift and uh, rear naked choke on Garrett Garrison. That was a choke. That was a tap out victory for the boys. And I, I, I thought this match was so fucking physical. And my wife oh my god, like, she really, she really dug. She's really digging Brian Danielson and John Moxley. And she wouldn't, I wouldn't say she was a fan. She just says when they do it, it just seems so real. And you know, you know, outsider opinion. Uh, but when I'm watching this match, all I can think of FTR follow the rules. Hey, where's the five count, ref? <laughs> Come, on. Come on, where's the five? I Do something, yeah. You know, like, where's the five count? We got two guys in the ring fighting. Let's get that. Let's get that five. Let's count. get this situated. Let's let's get, let's get that taken care of. But you know, it's wrestling. And, you right. know, rules are in quotations. Every rule is in quotations. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. No, well, but I, I, well, I, I, I thought Griff and Brian Pillman did a really good job in this match of taking a beating. Uh, cause you know, selling, you know I mean, that's a part of wrestling and they did a really good job. Griff Garrison, we were talking about it. That dude puts on about, uh, 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, gets a new hairstyle. I'm not saying chop it off, but just a new hairstyle. Cause it's very much a young guy hairstyle. I see money in that. I see money in him. I, mm-hmm. I, I he has the building blocks of what it's going to take to be great. You didn't. Re- I didn't really. You know, I've seen it here and there. But you look in this ring with Mox, and that dude is bigger than Mox. You know, and he's a good-looking kid. Uh, I think he has a future. But yeah, uh, awesome. I'm gonna let you get to what happened after. Yeah, we had Moxley get on a microphone with Rigo coming into the ring and said how he's a lucky man and he's been fortunate to compete against the best in the world and learn from the best in the world. But if there's one man's opinion he always cared about. His lordship, William Regal, his seal of approval is the only badge of honor I've ever needed. Just like my friend, the perfect wrestler, the American dragon, Brian Danielson, we were forged in combat. But this message is for anyone who thinks they have what it takes to stand beside us. Because if you think what you got, what it takes to ride with us, you need to reach deep down in your soul where you learn to love pain. If you want a badge of honor from the Blackpool Combat Club... You have to earn it the hard way. So the Blackpool Combat Club, a.k.a. I guess the BCC, what they'll probably go with since it's on the new T-shirt, is what they're going to be calling Moxley and Danielson. The Blackpool Combat Club with William Regal as the uh, as the enforcer, I guess. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of generic names going around that were terrible. This is better than anything I heard. I, I really like this. It is to the it's not like violence which i heard someone said they were gonna call the group it's which you know a little on the nose it's it get it leans to you know what we are we're not like a family we are a group of people we are a fighting club your job when you come to this club is to get better that's that's what you're here for yeah 
So, so uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it fits. It's it fits especially. I'm probably just gonna call them the BCC just for just to make it easier. Um, but I do like the fact that they included Blackpool in there, though. I do like the fact that that was a nice little nod to the fact that Regal basically runs this show. So I I think it's cool, honestly. I I, I kind of want a better shirt design, if I'm being honest. I think the shirt's okay, um, but you know that's nitpicky as fuck. Um, moving over though, we have uh, Bitch Boy MJF coming out with Sean Spears in tow, and he's got like five security guards guarding guarding the ring as he gets on the mic to just run down Wardlow. I'll run through a few things. So he says. Shame you couldn't get the job done last week because I was a man of my word. I, unlike you, I actually honor business agreements because when I told you a few weeks ago if you won the TNT title, you could keep it. I meant it. So sad, though, that you weren't able to beat Scorpio Sky. He also mentioned CM Punk in the matter, so he keeps throwing this man's man- name coming out of his mouth. So he said, you decided you needed to cheat to win. It's no disqualification match. There's no such thing as cheating. Uh, don't know where, don't know when, but there will be another match. And when there is, I'm going to give you the most embarrassing loss of your entire career. But even then, it won't be over until I f- attend your funeral and piss on your grave. F- fair. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Uh, to, just eat the L. Just eat it. Uh, back to the other spineless coward in Wardlow. He says he's going to start calling him Pig because it's what he is. And if it wasn't for him and the contract uh, he signed nearly three years ago, uh, these people wouldn't know who the hell you were. Wardlow was made by MJF, and you decide to because in because of me, you you have a beautiful roof over that over you and your mama's head, and you decide to repay me by costing me the most important match of my life, and then having the audacity to speak on into his go into his ring and speak on his mic and say you should release I should release you. He said. You signed a deal with the devil, and the devil's deeds are ironclad. You thought you had it bad before. Piggy, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Wardlow comes out, gets like 50 security guards holding him down, um, which that shot was outstanding. And he said, um, also, for some reason, because wrestling fans are weird, I guess, uh, there was a Jesus chant because, of course, wrestling Jesus decided to show up. And he said, I'm going to have him, uh, just like Jesus, I'm going to have him crucified on a cross. So I was like, okay. There you go. Um, and then he said, you don't work. <clears throat> excuse me. You don't work for AEW. You work for me. And I'm going to pay you to stay at home until all these people forget you ever existed. Until you the, you find wind up the way I found you an absolute nobody. And he said he's going to squash some rumors. Pinnacle's never been better. Starting next week with FT in a- FTR in action. The Pinnacle's about to move up. And when you're in the Pinnacle, you're always on top, as Mr. Sean Spears says. Um, so yeah, we, we basically know what his, his, uh, plan is for Wardlow, uh, continue to hold him hostage with this contract that he signed that he can't get out of. And he's literally just said, he's going to pay him to stay at home. You can't go nowhere. You're, you're literally dealing with what I'm doing because AEW hasn't signed you. You are signed to me. So if you try to break this contract, you will be making nothing and your whole family and your whole life will be ruined. So that is his way of staying away from a match but also keeping Wardlow under his thumb. So that's that's what he's planning on doing. Um, yeah, and this man still can't keep CM Punk's name out of his mouth. He just He's such a bootlicker. Because, so. you know, when they had the one regular wrestling match they had, you know, MJF won. So. Uh, and, the, you know, the regular wrestling match where you're not supposed to cheat, where you're not supposed to uh, use any types of uh, foreign objects or other shenanigans to win your match in the match where you could literally do anything you wanted confined with the chain tied around your neck 
that's the point where he uh, couldn't get it done even with cheating. Because, I mean, again, he tried to choke him out. He tried to literally beat this man to near death. And, look, I can't help it that you fucking bet on the wrong horse. You bet on the, the war dog to try to help you out, and you treated him like shit. I can't help that. I, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for CM Punk that he has to take credit for this tainted victory after his long career. That's how much he has failed. That he's had to fail. I believe after the FTR match, uh, after the Dax Harwood match, uh, he was motioning for a title. I mean, this man's moving up already. And again, only been here for a few months and he's already on his way looking for championship gold in AEW. And if you know the best in the world, this man grabs onto a title and he doesn't let go. May I remind you 434 days? I just want to let you know, Aaron Rodgers literally got paid millions of dollars to make that motion and he ain't got no titles either. Yeah, you know what? And that's why that motion doesn't belong to a fucking scumbag like Aaron Rodgers. That's why his top wideout's gone. And I'm and I'm glad about it. And so CM Punk's trying to steal the motion that represents not having a belt. Go for it. Do you want me to bring up Tyreek Hill? I haven't brought it up once. Do you want me to bring up Tyreek Hill? You're talking about two time Super Bowl attendant, Super Bowl champion, uh, all pro wide receiver Tyreek Hill. I, I want to tip my hat to that man. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post. I saw it. I, I saw I, it. I wish him the best. I have no problem with what happened. I really don't. He got his bag. We got five draft picks. I'm good. I've been watching football my whole life. Do you think one player leaving my team is ever going to trip me up again? It happens every year, brother. A Tyron Matthew is literally my favorite team. I like him more than Patrick Mahomes. And he left, and you really never heard me say a word about it. Because that's football. It happens. All right, fair enough. Best of wishes I'm... in future endeavors. Fair, fair enough, bro. Fair enough. But we don't we don't speak Aaron Rodgers' name in this name in this house. I, I, I fucking hate that. Man. No, I mean Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes did what Aaron Rodgers did. When you take all the money, guess what? Someone can't get paid. When you yeah. have to make fifty million dollars. You don't have enough to pay a number one wide receiver. That's just how it works. It's just math. It is math. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you took it all. There's nothing. (laughs) Moving over. Moving over. We have Jay Lethal taking on Adam Cole, baby. This is like full ring of honor right here with Jay Lethal and Adam Cole. Like, this match was really good. My first first Adam Cole match was in ring of honor against Jay Lethal. The first yeah. time I've ever, the first time I ever saw him wrestle was that was the match that was going on. So that it was kind of crazy seeing it on AEW. Yeah, and it was a really good match too. I mean, you had Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish eventually uh, like coming out and watching the match from up top, and then getting closer to the ring as it got closer and closer. Um, this match was really good. I mean, great reversals, great wrestling transitions. Just these two are so good, and I'm glad that Jay Lethal's getting a really big match against somebody like Adam Cole. I mean, the fact that he lost is it's whatever. I mean, again, he, I don't feel like that's a reason to worry about Jay Lethal because, I mean, he's so good. I mean, I loved I loved the counter that he did to – the two counters, in fact, that he did to the lethal injection when the when he got super kicked in the fucking head first and then uh, at, uh, when Paul Turner was distracted and he proceeds to, like, low blow him as he comes back from the fucking springboard trying to hit the lethal injection. I thought that was outstanding. Um, so – Adam Cole gets the cheat victory, and it doesn't really hurt Jay Lethal, in my opinion, because he looked outstanding in this. And Adam Cole continues to just 
be undefeated, not counting the unsanctioned match that he had against Orange Cassidy. And he talked about how nobody deserves the world championship more than he does. Hangman stole that victory. And like I saw fear in his eyes last week because he knows he's looking at the man who's going to take his world championship. So he caught he knows he caught lightning in a bottle, and the next time we face, I'm gonna shove that bottle up his ass. Love that line. Hangman then proceeds to come out and uh, go against the numbers game, proceeds to take off his leather belt, and then just start whipping the shit out of Adam Co- out of Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Eventually, though, uh, he gets low blowed, and then they just jump on him. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage come out to even the odds, and then uh, Hangman's title gets stolen, and Adam Cole is the one that steals the title and walks out with it, screaming like, you ain't getting this back. So... Adam Cole has stolen the AEW World Championship. Um, just don't leave it in a restaurant like Chris Jericho did all those years ago. Don't do that. Don't leave it in an outback. Um, this match was great. The segment after was really good. I'm glad that they're continuing this going on because, I mean, Adam Cole in a championship segment, like even if he loses, like Adam Cole being a championship segment always works because this man is just money. Absolutely. Completely agree. But yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking this is building towards uh, the Dallas uh, Battle of the Belts 2 match. That's Which how I see it. I've, I feel that, and I think that would be great. I think that would be really be a big seller for that uh, show as well. Now, 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 now. We get to an uh, in-ring interview with Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Um do you want me to go with this first, or do you want to go? Or do you want go to take with it first? Because I, I right. think I just have what I think will be a response to what you said. Fair enough. All right. So Sammy Guevara is in the ring and talks about how a few weeks ago he lost the TNT Championship, but he still um, has the ring that he steps in into. And when he's in it, he always gives a show for the people that pays their hard earned money to see him wrestle. He says, like, people telling me, oh, the bumps are going to get up, catch up to you. I'm going to pay for this when I'm older. It's like, screw it. It's worth it now. These people give me everything I want in this business. But uh, up until now, Ty Conti then gets on the mic, says, uh, Paige Van Zant, we want payback. You're going to get your ass kicked. And that's when American Top Team and uh, Dan, Dan Lambert uh, and Scorpio Sky, the TNT champion, and Ethan Page come out. <clears throat> they basically say, Ah, you you suck, blah blah blah. You can kiss that title match goodbye. Dan Lambert takes the second TNT title that's wrapped around his waist as he calls himself the co-TNT champion. He takes the belt and uh, kisses it, saying you can kiss that match goodbye. And Sammy proceeds to say, hey, uh, we know you live, we we live inside your head rent-free, but if only you knew what we did with that belt when I was still champion, you would know that we live in your mouth, too. And Dan Lambert's like, oh my god, and just throws the belt down, holding it. Gross, being silly old Dan Lambert that he is. <clears throat> All right. Let me preface this immediately. I want people to understand this, too, because this has been the hot-button topic in AEW. I want to preface this immediately by saying I have nothing but love for Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. I think they have been two like rising stars in AEW that I have genuinely loved to see grow. Sammy Guevara has been outstanding since he's been in the inner circle and since he's moved out of the inner circle to step out on his own, becoming TNT champion, being the guy that beat Miro was an outstanding moment, and he's just a genuinely cool dude. I think he's awesome. I think he's been a really great, like, AEW original that has shined, like an OG that has really shined. And I have got nothing but love for Ty Conti. I think she's super sweet. I think she's like 
seeing her rise up in AEW has also been outstanding. I mean, I remember back when I was at WrestleMania 34 and I saw her in the giant women's battle royal uh, that took place. And seeing her, I was genuinely so – I was like, holy shit, Ty Conti, they're using her. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> and seeing her where she is now genuinely is awesome. Seeing her get a shot against Jade Cargill for the TBS championship, seeing how she rose up the ranks and all the crazy good stuff that she's done, whether it be when she was teaming with Anna Jay or whether it be when she went trying to go for the TBS title. I thought that was huge, and I like seeing her succeed, and it's been lots of fun. Um, now, if you're familiar with Sam, uh, with uh, social media or Sammy's vlogs or you keep up with either of these two people, you know that they are in a relationship, and they are very happy. And I am so happy that they are happy. I think it's outstanding that they are in love and they're all over each other. I think that's great. Now we've reached the point, though, where this has become a storyline, and this has become – Presented onto TV. So now this is presented on the product. It's not just presented on social media or on Sammy's vlogs or whatever. This is in the product. So I have to say, this this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Now, I preface this as well by saying that if this is trying to build towards Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti being on a on a on a couple on the level of Edge and Lita, fucking go for it. Because at this point, people hate these guys' guts right now. They hate them so much. It's like the crowd reaction necessarily wasn't like anything too out of the ordinary because, again, not everybody lives their life on Twitter. It's just how things go. And, again, like the the line the line that they said at the end of the promo was typical, like what you would expect from like an Attitude Era babyface. That's like what – that's the that's what tends to happen when you go into a segment with Dan Lambert. It becomes like old school Attitude Era babyface promos where you run them down, you bully them, and you say – foul shit but it gets a rise and everyone's like oh shit he said that but now that it's become a storyline and now that it's being presented as a storyline and now that we are seeing this live i have to say unless this is building towards sammy guevara and ty conti being a heel power couple on the levels of edge and lita this has got to stop like it's it's too much Again, and I have nothing but love for these people, but again, you're out here being like, stay mad and all this type of shit, and like, oh, y'all didn't respect our privacy, so we're going to be all up in your face about it. When you live your life on the internet, this is what happens. I'm sorry. When you present everything from your life, everything in your life on the internet, people are going to think that they know you like they know their best friend. It may not be right. It may not be kosher, but it's just how things happen. And you felt the need to present everything of your life on social media, on YouTube, on your vlog, and now this has happened, and now people are seeing it constantly on social media, and they are tired of it, and they are sick of it. Because again, we're wrestling fans, hot people dating hot people, a lot of wrestling fans can't relate to that. And I'm sorry, like it's just become insufferable. And if that's what you're going for, fucking good, good for you, go for it. Make people hate your guts. Be the best heel, heel power couple that you can be. But if that's not what you're going for, and if it's not what you're trying to present, and you're just trying to have your relationship, like, I'm sorry, y'all just post too much about it. Like, I, when I'm in a relationship, I'm very lovey-dovey about it. And I'm very, I, I tend to talk to my friends all about it. Like, oh my god, my girlfriend's amazing, or whatever. And I, I know it gets tends to be a lot. But when you post about it all the time, like, I'm sorry, this is the reaction that you're going to get. And people have been out – fans have absolutely stepped the over the line. No question about it. I'm not even like saying that isn't the case. Some, some of y'all fans are just fucking ridiculous. But, I mean, with the way that y'all are presenting it, like unless you're trying to be heels, 
y'all are asking for it at this point. So I'm I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't help but I can't help but say it. And I got nothing but love for these two again. But it's too much. Well, uh, yes, I was gonna go with you. I just think I for a while have thought maybe you know they're in a relationship. Yeah, definitely in a relationship. But I I did think people wouldn't leave them alone, so they went the other way. And I think it's genius. And I, um, when Sammy, when I first was introduced to Sammy Guevara and I saw him online, he was a heel. When he was in the inner circle, he was a heel. He's really, really, really good at being a heel. And I think this is where this eventually leads. But yeah, I can say this, and this is real. I generally hate everybody in a new relationship. Yeah, I do. It's just, it's too much. It's the, the person's perfect and all, you know, this and that and all that stuff. I'm happy you're happy. I'm a happy person. So I love when other people are happy. But when you're too happy, I mute you, right? And Sammy, Ty, been muted for a while now. Uh, <laughs> and, it, 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 and that's what I do. I don't feel the need to comment and post every thought I have on their relationship. I wish them the best. I hope they get married and have children or get married if they choose to, if that's something they want to do, have children if they want to do. I hope they get everything out of life that they want. I hope at one time we get Sammy Guevara AEW champion, Ty Conti women's champion. I would love that because I love them both as wrestlers, right? But yeah, mm-hmm. everybody in a new relationship is disgusting. And when there's two <laughs> super, super hot people, it's even more disgusting. But I will tell you this, and I said this earlier, I would be Sammy times 10 if I was in his situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I'd, I'd fly a flag and it'd be Ty Conti's face on it. Like, that's my girl right there. Again, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just now... You've, al- you've already invaded social media, which I can mute, but I watch AEW every week. I'm not going to turn off the channel when you come on the screen. I just think that's too much. You know what I mean? So it's like you're doing it in a way where I can't ignore and let you be happy. So, again, if this is what you're building towards, yeah. if yeah. this is what you're building towards, then you're doing a genius work because, yeah. again – at this point, it's the only reaction that you got. Okay, you feel like your privacy has been invaded and people have overstepped their ground? Play into it because that's the way that that will work out for you. Like I get it. It's like again, people have absolutely stepped over the line with this shit. People think they know everything and they should know everything and they have a fucking open open line to communication of like, oh, we know everything about your life. We know everything about you. We know you, Sammy. This isn't you, Sammy. Like – it's just how people fucking are online. It's just they think they they get an instant access to you, and it's just not the case. So, I mean, if you play into it and you go like, well, fuck you, and we're amazing, we're beautiful, we love each other, blah, 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 you can never have this, blah, 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 it would be outstanding. You would literally be what Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford kind of were a little bit, but you'll also be edge and lead at times a thousand. Because, I mean, again, the reaction you guys are getting as a heel couple would be out it would be unreal so if you play into that awesome if not please get the fuck off my tv that's all i'm asking 
And we move over to Red Velvet versus Le- Legit Layla Hirsch. Now, this match also this match also took place on uh, Rampage the night before uh, on Friday, uh, which I mean, we'll, we're going to go over Rampage a little bit uh, after this. But uh, Red Velvet was able to get the win uh, after uh, Chris Statlander took away uh, that uh, Layla Hirsch's uh, ring post thing and she was going to use it and that had her distracted and she got rolled up and lost. So the whole purpose of this match was that Chris Statlander was banned from ringside so that wouldn't happen. And what a shocker because she got banned from ringside that allowed her to proceed to cheat to win and Red Velvet lost. And as she continued to beat up on Red Velvet after the match, Chris Statlander chased after her and and, uh, chased Layla Hirsch off. Um, this will probably build up to a Layla Hirsch and uh, Chris Statlander match. So that's that. Again, this storyline is kind of eh. It's just it's just there. I feel like there's nothing really necessarily bad about it, but it's just it's just kind of there. Um, but the match itself was fine. I thought it was it was it was it continued off of what happened on Rampage the, the week before. So I mean, like it makes sense this would be the outcome. So I mean, again, but I got I just got nothing else to really add to this. I don't really have anything to add to it. This is something that is happening on my TV. That is literally all I got. That's it. So we'll go over then to uh, the brand new AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa, being interviewed up top. And she immediately gets interrupted by Vicky Guerrero. And Vicky, goddamn, uh, just goes out and says, you think of yourself as a leader? And I'll give you a little bit of that. Uh, You think you're a Texan, but don't insult Texas. Take your green card and go back to Mexico. Fucking Cody's gone for like a few months and racism has already returned in AEW. This man solved racism and now it's back in AEW. We lost Fuego Dos and racism in AEW because of Cody leaving. Like, y'all happy? Y'all happy? Anyways, Native Beast Nyla Rose comes out, ambushes Thunder Rosa, and Native Beast Nyla Rose is going to be the first title challenger for... uh, for the girl uh, Thunder Rosa for her title, it seems like, which was the also kind of the case with the last uh, AD, with the last women's title uh, feud. So, all right, I think it's again she'll provide a decent first feud, I think. Um, but I mean, they've done this before, and it was just kind of it was just there. But at least there's a little bit more with Vicky involved, I think. So, I don't know. I, th- I think this is a, a this is decent enough for her first defense, I guess. But I mean, like I. Eh, I don't know. I can't really get massively excited about it, I guess. Go ahead, Floyd. Oh, I thought I unmuted. I don't think there is anything to be excited about here. Uh, Nyla, literally, uh, first opponent to every world champion. She's just just their first victory. That's what she does. That's her role. Everybody has one. Surprise, bitch. I did think I, I, I wish they would have had the audio so I could have heard her say that when she hit her. But other than that, that was all that missing. Uh, you know, you, someone someone had to be first. You know what I mean? It's just like that's just someone had to be first. You know, there was going to have to be someone to be the, the the person to lose first. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Just All right. Well, then we move over then to the main event of AEW Dynamite from this week, the debut of the Jericho Appreciation Society in ring. Chris Jericho teams up with Daniel Garcia to face off against John Silver, Johnny Hungy, and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. So we got to see Jericho's new crew all together in their first match 
the group of sports entertainers come here to beat up pro wrestlers. And I couldn't talk I wasn't able to talk about this last week because I was not on the show, but I will say the fact that this is what they're going for, I think is hysterical. I think it's so funny. Um I don't I think it I think it will definitely work. I mean, I think this is something that the crowd will absolutely respond to. I just think it's funny. I don't know. I just think it's really funny the fact that there's like we're sports entertainers and we beat up pro wrestlers. It's like, of course this is something that Jericho would absolutely go with. This just fits so well with something that he would do. Um but uh Alex Ren- I mean uh John Silver uh got such great responses in this match and he really fucking killed it. Um, I love Jericho just like really treating him like a baby at first at the start of the match. And then John just proceeds to come out and do the come on, let's go, baby, like pose over Chris Jericho. Thought that was great. Um, it was really good. I thought Silver did a great job. Um, uh, Reynolds uh, uh, did also did a really good job as well in this match. Uh, this was solid. I think uh, seeing the inclusion of the Jericho Appreciation so- Society uh, getting involved and everything like that, um, I thought was also great. And eventually that allowed the distraction for Reynolds to get hit with, uh, Floyd, uh, the baseball bat. And, uh, Garcia then proceeds to get a scorpion death lock on Alex Reynolds. He taps out. That's your lot. Jericho appreciation society gets their first win. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, also daddy magic is that it, that is going to be his, uh, new full name with, uh, Matt and, uh, yeah, he just this man's face is just just I, I think I saw one tweet where it said if this every time I see this man's face, it makes me want to spit out my drink because it's so fucking insane. Um, and I see it. I definitely see it. Um, and I love the fact that he just constantly says, I will take away Judas. You don't deserve to ju- sing Judas. But Chris Jericho such an amazing person. He lets you sing Judas. I love that that he just has shouted that two weeks in a row. But this was a decent finish off for a main event, honestly. I think seeing the Jericho Appreciation Society in action is nice. And Dark Order's John Silver and Alex Reynolds are great, too. Um, yeah, I thought this was I thought this was, a, this was a fair main event that honestly peaked too early because CM Punk beating up on my boy Floyd's tag team, part, tag team member of Dax uh, was all I really needed for this show. I got what I wanted. I thought this was an amazing show. Uh, I I kind of Jr. told me first hour was great. The second hour was kind of eh, like mid. But because the first hour was so great, that made the show in general great. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's how the I, math ends up. But uh, whatever. I can kind of I can kind of agree with that a bit. <laughs> yeah, as I was like to say, it was like I don't know if that's math. Hey, an A and a C equals uh, a. <laughs> But hey, it was it really was a good show. It, it set forth what was going to be it next. I every first champion needs a title contender. You know what I mean? It's just how you're going to have to do it. I don't think there was anything that could have made people happy about that Thunder Rosa. I do like that Nyla's in there, and they keep her important. And people are like, "Well, well, how, the rankings don't matter. How does this work?" And I'm like, "Nyla doesn't lose." She just doesn't. I can yeah. literally count on one hand how many times she's lost. It's like she doesn't lose. She wins a lot on dark and elevation. You just because you see it doesn't mean it ain't. Don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. She gets right. her wins there, and that keeps her all the ways there. So they always have her in a spot where she can compete. Um, yeah, I need I need Alex Reynolds and uh, John Silver to win something, and I think we're dangerously close. To getting John Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson in the the tag team division as an actual serious team, 
<sighs> yeah, that's going to be something. Yeah, I'm not going to like that at all. <laughs> I know. At least they're still I, the AAA champions. I, I, I am I am a kill buzz of all kill buzz. Real tag teams. Let real tag teams exist. AEW has the best tag team division in the world, and I don't think it's even fairly close. You have a, a division that includes, when healthy, the you uh you got Alex Reynolds and John Silver, and they're kind of like your mid tag team, and they're fantastic. And you got Butcher and the Blade, and I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna name the big names. I'm I'm just like Butcher and the Blade. You got 2.0. You have all these amazing or really good tag teams, and then you got the the A listers. You got FTR. You got the Young Bucks. You got Proud and Powerful. You got Butcher and the Blade. Uh, even Alakai Black. And uh, Brody Lee, they at least work on the independents as a tag team. So, hey, they're a real tag team kind of thing. And it's like you got all this talent. But let's bring in two two singles title contenders and make them a tag team. Yes, it's been done forever in wrestling. Yes, it has. But I thought we were changing the world. Isn't that the catchphrase? Isn't that the idea? Isn't that the idea? Change the world. Let's fucking change the world. Let tag team specialists specialize in what say it jr say it with me say it with me uh austin get my fucking name right god damn it <laughs> i was just talking about jr so it came back up sorry but yes i want tag team the people to specialize and be in tag teams brian yes. danielson go beat up uh what's his face for the tnt title go beat up scorpio sky i don't care stay out of my tag team division all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of, uh, well, covering AEW Dynamite. We're going to move over quickly to the results from Rampage the week prior. Uh, we had Darby Allen facing off against the Butcher in singles competition, which he ended up winning by countout thanks to him wiping out Butcher uh, uh, with a giant fucking coughing drop to the outside, which was goddamn that looked like it hurt. Um Eventually, the Andrade family office came out, surrounded Sting and Darby. Then the Hardys came out to save it, and that made it an eight-man Texas Tornado tag match, which we just talked about. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a nice little build into what happened on Dynamite, but that coffin dropped to the outside, man. Because <laughs> we did the show so late, you can kind of just give your thoughts on it because me and JR already talked about Rampage. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, so you can do that, and then we can preview uh, today's Rampage. All right, and I talked about the Red Velvet match from the week before for, for Rampage. So we had Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King all together. The the Hardy family office. I mean, fucking the the fucking Black the the House of Black. God damn, I'm getting the fucking factions confused. Uh, they beat Fuego del Sol in Bear Country as Fuego, they should. Fuego del Sol selling his ass off. Shout selling his on. ass off, and also rest in peace to Fuego Dos. I saw a sign there, uh, and for this week's dynamite, the nice rip Fuego Dos. I love that. And then Keith Lee got the win uh, against Max Caster uh, because he just fucking flattened the shit out of him, just like chopping his fucking face off, and proceeding to just beat up a max i mean it's what you would expect keith lee to do and it was a fine episode of rampage i felt like we got to see the people that we wanted to see i feel like um but yeah i think i think that was fair enough but that will do it for rampage uh since i uh, already looked at it we'll do a preview of this upcoming rampage that is happening uh this friday oh, we're gonna today see is, yeah, yeah today as you guys hear this episode 
Nyla Rose will be in singles action. Uh, we're also going to see Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. I love the little sec- little video package they played beforehand. Seeing Dustin cut good promos, I always love. And I'm glad we get to see these two go at it. That'll be outstanding. Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Uh, I'm very excited to see that. Um, why do I got a feeling that Swerve's going to win this match? I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, it's a very undercover, attractive man match. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I mean, quite excited like, to see how it goes. Yeah, it's just like they're very attractive men. So it's like yeah. they're going to beat each other. It's a Swerve versus Stroke Daddy, as he was known on the Indies. Yes. <sighs> and then we're going to get 5 and 10 of the Dark Order taking on Red Dragon. Uh, since um, that was the other thing I forgot to mention from the from the Jericho Appreciation Society, Jericho fucking kicking the goddamn uh, steel chair, steel steps, and then dropping, and then being like, "Oh my god, I got thrown into the steel steps!" And then that by uh, ten and five, uh, I thought that was really good. Honestly, that was my favorite part of the entire match. I forgot to mention that, but that also built into Red Dragon versus uh, Dark Order. Uh, well, actually, that was uh, Red Dragon uh, five and ten that built into them having a match next week. Uh, well, I today jesus christ um but i just love that that happened with five and ten i thought that little moment because i thought he was having a temper tantrum and then all of a sudden he proceeds to drop to the fucking floor and then have aubrey throw out five and ten i thought that was great i thought that was really really well done i gotta say when it comes to the dark order either let them start winning sometimes yeah no they've dropped or break them up they are a losing faction. I'm not going to use now that yeah, yeah, I'm not going to use the, since like Hangman's continued to distance himself again. Like yeah. it's a losing faction at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm not going to use the J word, but they are a losing faction. They lose all the time. It's not. It's like oh, they're going to do some really cool spots and then they're going to lose. Yeah, and they it, became it, what it, Team Taz became. Yeah, and it's just like I said it with Team Taz. If you want me to take serious, take them serious. If you have them want win. me, you get excited for a match every now and then. You have to give them a win eventually. You can't just keep beating them and expect me to still care. This is yeah. not this is not nineties WWE superstars or WWF superstars. So you gotta you gotta give me something with them. It's just you know Brody and all that stuff. So I know you don't want to break them up, but it's just like you, you it needs a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, that's it's that simple. Um, and then we have the matches that were announced for AEW Dynamite for next week. We have uh, taking place FTR taking on the Gun Club, the Ass Boys. And then Andrade El Idolo will be getting a singles match against Darby Allen. That match is going to be fucking fire. I so, think that's going to be so good. So, all you know, we only have <clears> the best <throat> tag team in the world against, you know, my boys Colton and, uh, Colton and Austin. You know, I love my guns, uh, my bowling hook coaches. Uh, they are really good, and I've I've loved the change in attitude. I think it did make the it make it something fresh, and the whole ass voice thing. Love that, and then you know FTR's gonna take them to school, gonna take them to school, teach them, teach them about this thing that they do called tag team wrestling. You know, maybe Brett shows up, maybe he doesn't, but you know Brett's always there with them. And there then uh, and then uh, the other match, my boy. Darby Allen, I anointed him my favorite because exactly what he did this week and last week. The dude goes a hundred percent every time. I think I know one hundred and ten percent is not a real thing because whatever your top level is becomes your new hundred percent. But I think Darby goes one hundred and ten percent. He throws his body in everything, so I'm really gonna look forward to this match with Andrade because Andrade 
is an amazing professional wrestler. So what are you going to have this week? You had an amazing professional singles match when you had Dax versus CM Punk. Next week, you're getting an amazing professional singles match when you get Darby Allin and Andrade. And it's the one thing is you know you're not going to get, like, you're going to actually get a good match. The finish may become here or there, but you know you're going to get a good match. So I am looking forward to that. Yeah, well, we'll go through a couple other uh, headlines and news real quick before we wrap up the show. I will add uh, for a little headline on the newest AEW AEW uh, Unrestricted podcast, Detroit's own, the very nice, very evil Dan Housen's on there. So uh, if you want to listen to AEW Unrestricted and hear Detroit's own Dan Housen, please do that because uh, I support my boys. Oh, he's from Detroit. I did not know that. He is uh, from Detroit, yes. Yes, that is awesome. He's very nice and... Very evil. And, and I like very evil. I, 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 lo- I love that dude. I, I really do I love the role he plays. I mean, honestly, I've seen him wrestle a couple times. I think it's nothing to come home about, call home about. But he's hilarious, though. And and he has a great comedic time. And so that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, the other thing is new shirt out. Blackpool. A combat club. I think this is going to be something. I think... Uh, this is probably going to be the new number one faction in AEW. And I think that's coming. But I think they're going to roll it out slowly as they're trying to get everything else. Because as people know, we have over two months to uh, double or nothing. So you don't need to do this like next week. You can let it roll out over the next month and a half and then set up your match at double or nothing. Which unfortunately I think they might be, you know wrestling for the tag belts but whatever uh yeah i just think yeah but support the shirt support william regal support ryan daniels support moxley like literally not one person i don't like now neither are any of them my favorite wrestlers no but they are all amazing professional wrestling so i am all about a supporting this group you know after i do all my trips i plan on getting a shirt when i get back but so yeah definitely do that and Make sure next week, Saturday, Friday night, uh, I think there's a fight TV package where you can watch all all the uh, all the shows that'll be at WrestleCon, and then ROH Supercard of Honor will be next Friday at seven o'clock. Make sure you support as much wrestling as you possibly can. Of course, you can't afford it; that is completely understandable. But we, I mean, next weekend is going to be loaded. I didn't even know this, realize this. So I'm going to uh, WrestleCon Super Show. I'm going to watch the Briscoes. I am going to uh, Super Card of Honor. I'm going to watch the Briscoes. Right after the FTR match with the Briscoes, we're driving back to watch the end of the uh, end of the Impact. And guess who's a tag team in the main event there? The Briscoes. Briscoes. I'm going to watch the Briscoes wrestle three times in 24 hours. It's gonna be nuts. <laughs> just like, and one of them is my dream match against FTR. But that's gonna be like, outstanding. That yeah, match is gonna be great. Like I literally, like I'm telling you, about eight thirty Central Time tonight, I realized I'm like, I'm gonna see the Briscoes wrestle a lot. I have no problem with that because I think they're an amazing tag team. They're not quite as good as FTR. You know, remember the Neville level? There's the FTR level. They're not quite there. There but you go. But they're really good. They're amazing. They are the greatest tag team in the history of ROH. 
All right. I will also throw out, too, we had three birthdays yesterday. Uh, we had Ryo Mizunami, who had a, her birthday. Uh, we also had Jake Hager ha- celebrate his birthday. And Christopher Daniels celebrated his birthday. I want to shout that out, too, since there was, like, three. And they all share a birthday with who? The who? Undertaker. The Undertaker. Yes, it's just so crazy that all of those people were born this day. It's like, yeah, yeah, March 24th is Wrestler Day. I guess so, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that will do it, I think, for this episode of All Things Elite. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this show every single week. We really do appreciate you. Please continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. Leave a rating and a review, and you can also leave a donation through Red Circle if you feel so inclined. We are at AT Elite Pod on Twitter, at Social Suplex of the guys that make this show possible. Check out all the other shows they have on their network. You won't be disappointed. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And I will go ahead and pass it off to my boy Floyd so he can take us home for this episode of All Things Elite. You know what's so funny? Uh, I'm glad we're not on video because I do a little shimmy every time you spell your name. I don't know why. I wouldn't even know what to describe it as. (laughs) But I always feel myself kind of moving every time to you spelling your name because you have this like rhythm to it and you do it the same way every time time so it was just funny it was just that moment and i was like <laughs> i'm glad we're not on video people be like what the fuck is he dancing to uh but yeah uh i want to leave you this week uh we're heading to spring we're about to head into one of the biggest wrestling weekends of the year i hope everyone enjoys it i mean yeah you know grab some friends watch some shows have some drinks whether alcoholic or non-alcoholic but enjoy everything this is about to go to but i specifically want to say you know next next friday night seven o'clock from dallas texas my favorite tag team will be wrestling the briscoes i am so excited about it i can i can barely sleep i have to take I had to take an extra melatonin just to get myself to fall asleep because I cannot wait until next Friday. Yes. So be nice to everybody. I've I've seen a lot of mean stuff on Twitter, which it almost seems redundant because there's always mean stuff on Twitter. But you don't have to be a person that participates in it. You know, just be nice. Love people. Treat them how you want to be treated. And most of all, whether it's home, work, or school, always do your best to be a leader.